we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. That's what we do. We just have fun. Don't y'all enjoy the band and the music and everything? Boy, y'all got like the best music in the country at a church. You got original songs, albums coming out. I mean, y'all are just spoiled. Spoiled. Hey man, just wait till you go home and visit. Guide me, oh ye great Jehovah. Take me through this barren land. Guide me, over. Yeah, yeah, watch. Watch, watch what you do. Ooh, I need to get back to ooh, ABC. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just fall. You just spark. You spark and you got high class everything in here. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But you need to go back, visit, enjoy it, soak it up, enjoy your family, love on them. You know, uh, man, we all on borrowed time. Amen. We all on borrowed time. You love your family. These are just little bitty. I mean, stuff don't matter. Songs, it don't matter. You go in and do that and spend some time with your family, and you, we'll be here. And just come on back. Amen. And don't be, ooh, our music is way better. Don't even do that because it ain't yours. Amen. You say that, you give some of us some money. <laughs> our music is, no, we don't even act like that. Amen. We, we appreciate everything, everyone, you know, because everyone has something to offer. Y'all are blessed because your pastor is the band director. Things gonna be a little different around here. Amen. <laughs> it's just gonna be a little different, and that's cool. But we don't discount what other people are doing because they don't have that luxury. That's a luxury. If the word of God is being preached, then I don't care what they wrap it in. Amen. Amen. So when I talk to them, hey, Doc, you should have been at our church, Doc. No, we don't even talk like that because they have something to offer me. They've been in the fight for 30 years that I need to listen to. We all have something to offer. Well, most of us. Some folk crazy. A Thanksgiving praise. Let's talk about this. Because this is very important, something that the Lord just laid on my heart. And First uh, Corinthians 16 and 8. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, and what? Make known whose deeds? Our deeds? His deeds among the people. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Amen. Let's unpackage this. Negative thinking will never make your life positive. Negative thinking, look at somebody say, negative thinking will never make your life positive. I don't want to be around somebody that's always negative. I don't want to hear a bunch of negativity. Amen. Boy, y'all better learn how to unfollow folks online. I don't even understand why you sowing seeds in your heart and you trying to get a blessing from the Lord. Man. Negative thinking will never make your life what? Positive. Now that's just science. The Bible speaks of things similar to this, but just science. Psychology tells you. You keep negativity around, you're just going to be a negative person. And your life is going to amount to nothing. People are negative because their life sucks. Yeah. They can't sow positivity if their life is negative. So if their life is negative, guess, guess how they want your life to be? Because if your life is positive, you make them look bad. Amen. The enemy desires for us to focus on bad things that are going on in our lives. 
He loves to keep us in bondage of what? Societal. Folks are in bondage of what television is requiring of them. I ain't trying to live up to the Kardashians. I'm not letting TV, radio, I'm not letting the media make me make a decision. Are you kidding me? TV is what? TV. (laughs) If you believe TV, something's wrong with you. Well, I saw, and they said, and I heard. You know how easy that is for the devil? He control everybody on that stuff. So he can make them say anything. If, if, if you're going to believe it, oh, you in trouble. You know, that's one reason the Bible said, know those that labor among you. It's very important. So you can know the source of it. And you can see the fruit. Right? Because that's how we judge folks. Amen? So, the enemy desires for us to focus on bad things that are going on in our lives. He loves to keep us in bondage of societal expectations. First John 2 and 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the what? Is not of the Father, but of the what? the world. So, if in your heart the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, if that is living and dwelling in your heart, you are not of the Father. You are of the world. Amen. You trying to get rich? You trying to get famous? You trying to get likes and comment? You trying to blow up? That's the pride of life. The only reason you're doing that is to prove your value to somebody else. That's the pride of life. Amen? And if that's in you, the love of the Father is not. First rule to come to Christ is to deny yourself. Self-denial, 101. You can't lift yourself up and lift God up at the same time. Can I keep preaching in here? Amen. So, we have to understand that the love of the world can't be in us. And that's societal expectation. Society is only going to teach you how to love the world. And the things of the world. Have something. Look fly. Buy clothes you can't afford. Amen. I, I know I look fly today, you know, but Cameron bought me this. See, you don't know where folks got stuff. Amen. They was joking with me. They was like, that's a requirement at 50 for you to have, for your, your uh, you wear the whole sweatsuit. That's what they say, Elder. They say that that's what we do. We wear the whole suit. I'm always looking for the pants. So I see the, I see the jacket. I'm like, okay, wear the pants that match. And that, did, that honestly, that didn't start until like a few years ago. I guess it's the truth. I think we do it because it's just easier that way. I don't have to worry about it. Top and the bottom, I'm good. Yeah. First John 2 and 16. For all that is in the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, Pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. Best way to get over depression and anxiety is to make God's deeds known among who? Watch this, y'all. Now, this is good. Using the fellowship of like-minded believers to vocalize thanksgiving instead of grief is an antidote for what ails us. That's a benefit you don't have if you don't go to church. And don't say, well, I do it online. I do it. Brother, there is no human energy passed online. 
Encouragement is not the same without the energy. Oh, now, now I know I sound new age. But there is a certain, there's a circumference of energy that we all have when we are together. And we feed off of it and we empower each other with it. Amen. Anybody ever dated before they got married? Okay, you dated, right? Was talking on the phone the same as being together? No. Wasn't even close. It was something you just did just until I get to see him. Because the energy meshing matters. When you're down and you're down and out and a person is physically present, they can encourage you not just with words. They don't even have to say anything. Their presence encourages you. Devil knows that. He wants a bunch of discouraged people. That's why he's trying to destroy church. He don't want you fellowship. He don't want physical fellowship. Amen. So the best way to get over depression and anxiety is to make God's deeds known among his people. So you come together and you make his deeds known. What deeds? The good things he's done. The fellowship isn't a place where you just dump on folks. How you doing, brother? Oh, no. Make his deeds known. Okay, well then how were you doing before you got down? I was doing pretty good. Why were you doing good? Well, because God had just blessed me. Well, then, you don't think that can happen again? You make his deeds known among the people. We pull on each other just like that. That's a benefit of having humans around. Not robots and text messages. You know, the devil can hide in people. Right? We know that. But he can't hide long if you stay around him. You hang around somebody long enough, you're going to spot the devil. Right? But if they're behind a computer, you'll never spot it. So I'm trying not to preach 13 up in here, but... It's oozing. Y'all know how it always does. But yeah, that, that, that's what it is. It's digital witchcraft. The devil has found a way to control people without human contact and energy even being necessary. People don't require it anymore. When something serious went on back in the 80s, you get a phone call. Hey man, I need to talk to you. Meet me somewhere. Remember those days? They, we're not talking about that over the airway, over of the phone line. It's too serious. I need human interaction. I need energy. I need to see your face. I need your emotion. We got to get this worked out. Devil has just deleted that. He can make people believe what they see and hear without any qualification. Person, you know, human, if this is a human, you got to qualify. Be around me long enough, let me check your works. Let me check your fruit. Before I make a life-altering decision based on what you're saying. Can I keep going? Using the fellowship of like-minded believers to vocalize thanksgiving instead of grief is an antidote. Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life are what? In the what? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat what? So you're speaking. You can speak death or life so when you're in a fellowship of believers 
you should speak life because you want life to return to you. Amen? Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man what? Soweth. That shall what? He also reap. Amen? God has done so many. Has God done wonderful things for anyone in here? How many of you God has done so many wonderful things? Remembering these things and sharing them will wrap our current situation in hope. (laughs) Yeah, remembering and sharing. You got to remember it to share it. So remembering these things and sharing these things, all these wonderful things God has done, wraps our current messed up state or our current bad situation, whatever it is, it wraps it in what? Hope. How does it wrap it in hope? Because it happened before. It happened before. God got me out of it before. So it's wrapped in Our current situation. It may look bad, but it's wrapped in what? Hope. That means that as long as I got hope, what happened before can happen again. And if our current situation is wrapped in hope, it keeps God's joy where? In our hearts. So God has done so many wonderful things for us. Remembering these things and sharing them will wrap our current situation in hope and keep God's joy where? In our heart. Because that's what the devil's coming for. Once he takes the joy and gets you down, everything's down. Now everybody come around you, you pull them down. Just down, down for the count. Yeah, that's what he wants to happen. But what he did before... He can and what? Will do. And you know how I know he will do? Because he said if he began a good work, he's going to finish it. Amen? Look at somebody say, you can't stop it. I mean, who are we talking about? We're talking about a God that's subject to us? Or are we talking about an us that's subject to God? So if he spoke it, if he said it, it has to happen. Because it isn't words, it's God. Let there be light, bam. Nobody have to make light. Light was light because he said light. So what he did before, he can do and will do again. But we, look at somebody say we, now here it's it's on us we have to speak faith and not what defeat we have to speak what faith and not what defeat psalm 77 and 11 i will remember the works of the lord surely i will remember thy wonders of when i'm gonna remember all the stuff you did I'm going to remember all the stuff you did, God. You know why I need to remember that? Because some more stuff's going to happen. And I'm going to need to remember how you got me out of that before. I'm going to need to remember how when I thought there was no way out, up against the wall, thought it was finished, thought my marriage was over, thought my job, no more money was coming in the house. I need to remember when I felt that, how you got me out of that and brought me past that. I need to refer to that. Because if you did it before, you can do it again. Amen? Amen. Y'all clapping because y'all believe this, right? All right. Amen. Ooh, that was just the first one. Lord. Oof. 1 Corinthians 16 
And 30, see, I, I was waiting on somebody to say, take your time, Pastor, but I guess I'm... Ain't nobody still saying it. Don't, just, no, don't take it. Don't take the time, Pastor. Don't. Ain't nobody gonna say it. Hush, all of you. All of you. Just, just hush. Just hush. Y'all all wrong. Y'all wrong for that. Just wrong. <laughs> First Corinthians 16 and 34. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is what? Uh-oh. His mercy endureth how long? Now, the way you know God's mercy endureth forever is because we're all here. You're alive. That must mean that some mercy has been working for the stuff we did. Now, maybe you didn't do nothing. Maybe you're sanctified and sanctimoniously saved. People used to use that word. Is that a word, sanctimonious? Some of y'all ain't, ain't done nothing wrong. You've just been living just perfect. So you don't understand what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody that, you know, I done made some mistakes. I done done some stuff. Anybody done some stuff? Who did some stuff? Look, look at you. Somebody, uh, you know. That's between me and the Lord. Okay. okay. <laughs> me, the Lord, and the cops. <laughs> but give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy did, his mercy kept me alive. That's what happened. He sent Jesus to blot out our sins with his blood so that we could stay alive. Because the wages of sin is death. That's the payment of sin. Right? You have to pay for sin with your life. Jesus paid it with his life. So it's paid. So we should give thanks unto the Lord because, look at somebody say, our debt is paid. Our debt is paid. Amen? That's why you, look at somebody say, that's the only reason you live in. Because Jesus did that and you accepted what he did. Amen? Uh-oh, where attention goes, what happens? Where attention goes, energy. You know, when you get 50, you just don't, you got to ration out your energy. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't have as much, so some stuff you just, I have to ration it out. Amen. When I was young, you know, you, you, younger, I'm still young. My mama's looking at me like, why are you trying to act so old? You just 50. So I'm not saying I'm old, but I'm just saying when I, at this age, I got to ration stuff out. Yeah, I don't have the energy I had when I was 30. Amen? Amen. So, you know, I, I might have had a, you know, I would argue or something back then, and now I don't argue. All right. You can be right. If you want, if you want to be right. Amen? You know, and I don't, I don't, you, you know, and I, I want y'all to understand this. Who your pastor is. I have never Googled my name before. Ever. I don't know what people are saying about me. Not at all. If I did that, that would drive me crazy. So I have no clue what's going on. Ever. I've never watched it old, new, anything where somebody is using a platform to try to hinder EX Ministries, I have never set my eyes or ears on it. Ever. No. It ain't nothing to clap about. It's just my practice so I can stay alive. And do what, so I can stay and not get distracted. I mean, the Hebrews, the five percenters, I mean, get in line. 
they all got something to say. They've been mad at me since 1998. So ever since then, it's just been that way, folks. Don't say, they're going to do whatever, whatever, whatever. You ain't got to bring me nothing. Because I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to believe it because I know who I am. Amen? And at the end of the day, I love all, oh, mighty, it's a mighty love for all of you. I love you. But at the end of the day, her, him, and where that other one at? And that one, if they good with daddy, daddy's good. But I can't take responsibility for you. I can't take responsibility for what you decide to believe. I can't take responsibility for what you decide to say. You start your website. I can't take a I can't take responsibility. That's it. That's 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 my responsibility right there. And you should be like that too. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. This we we here to save our families. So I ain't my energy, I ain't got the energy to put. I, I don't have the attention to put on certain things because I don't have the energy. Especially when it's negative, because that means I'm not getting it back. That's going to make me tired. <laughs> yeah, so this, I mean, this is just the way it's been for many, many years. And that's how I've been able to just keep going because I just ignore it. Amen. But I feel it. I feel it when it affects y'all. But I pray, give it to the Lord, and just, I have to move on. Amen? Because she need me, he need me, and he needs me. Amen? And if I don't set that example, I'm failing. I have nothing to teach you. Yeah, that's my qualification to teach you, according to the scriptures. My qualification is right here. Can I keep preaching in here? Amen. Let me hurry through. I ain't made no progress. There are so many less fortunate than us. The things we complain about, many would rejoice for. What is wrong with us? God's mercy has covered us and that alone deserves our what? It deserves our what? Thanksgiving. Psalms 104. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving and into his courts with what? And be thankful unto him and do what? Bless his name. Why? Because there are so many less fortunate than us. They don't have what we have. Look at what you complain about. It's still a luxury. How dare you get before God and ask him for junk and folks don't have certain things. How dare you judge God's hand based on financial things. Can I keep preaching? God is so, look at somebody say, God is so good. That ain't just something we say in church. How many of you believe he's so good? You know how I know he's good? Because you're here. And he brought some of you from a mighty. 
mighty, mighty long way. Oh, if we could have seen the old you. If we could have seen the old you. You were something, wasn't you? Yes, you was. But you decided to take the word of God, apply it to your life, and fix that. Right? Ain't that what you decided? Uh, you decided that you made that choice. Same choice we've all made. Ain't, uh, you may have erred along the way, but you decided error's not going to stop me. I'm going to correct that. Amen. I was talking to a pastor a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me, he was like, you know, it's, it's just, I don't, he said it's so hard to pastor millennials. He says the hardest generation in the, ever that has ever lived to pastor. And the reason why is because most millennials have experienced trauma. And when you experience trauma, sin, you, 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 you battle certain sins and certain not a, I don't like to use the word addiction when it comes to sin because I don't believe people are addicted to sin. So, you know, I, I believe it's, it's definitely a choice. Somebody addicted to sin would mean that a demon spirit was forcing his will on somebody. And I don't believe a spirit has that power. Can I preach in here? I believe you have to want to do it for the demon to get what he wants. Now, there are chemical things that go on with certain drugs and different things, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sin. Like, sin can be stopped by you. Yeah, it can. We got some examples in here. Some folk was on crack. That's the highest form of addiction. And just didn't want it no more. Amen. I'm going to comb my hair and brush my teeth. And I ain't going to the crack house no more. That's somebody's testimony. Just decided I'm done. Then the power of God comes, of course, and and solidifies it and walks you through the steps of discipleship so you can overcome it and get better. You know, all of that's going to happen, but it still is based on your decision. Amen. So when it comes to millennials, a lot of millennials' decisions are based on trauma. And so there's a lot of things that we do or, or millennials do habitually. And they get delivered, and then they go back, and they get help, and they go back, and that kind of thing. So that makes it harder to pastor that particular group that didn't grow up with the mother and father in the home, the, you know, the strong man, guarding the home, protecting the home. Because, you know, yeah, it, it, that matters. That's why the scripture said it. Scripture wouldn't have said it if it didn't matter. How can you spoil a man's goods unless you first bind a strong man? Bind a strong man, his goods going to be spoiled. Strong man ought to keep it this palace. Those are scriptures. Right? So, but, but now, you know, dropping off, dropping kids off in daycare, letting the public school system raise them, where the public school system is so corrupt now. All of these different things are aiding the demise of this generation. They're getting exposed to too much too soon. So it's harder for a pastor to pastor in those situations because folks are overexposed. You trying to put them in the teen group at 13 and they done already had a baby. They sexually active. On the stairs at school. They've been molested in, by, by their babysitter. In daycare. So that's why we preach the best thing to do is to guard our children. So somebody, when the child is young, somebody need to be there to watch them. Amen? And so that's what we're working toward here. That's what we teach. Psychology teaches that. Can I preach? 
But if you focus on things that we lack, I mean, focusing on things that we lack are not worth forgetting the things he has what? Blessed us with. Disregarding his goodness in pursuit of things that will make us look good is what? Prideful and what? Vain. Why are you wearing it when you need that money to help facilitate your situation so that your wife can be home with the children? Hey, you don't have to clap. That just made a whole lot of sense. Why are you trying to drive it when you can give that up and invest that money in somebody having eyes on the children? That's prideful and that's vain. There we go. I'm going to go over here. But that's what I did. That's what I had to do. I'm not telling you something I didn't do myself. I gave up the luxury so my wife could be there. Yes, I did. Rode around in puffing and puffing vehicles. Did what I had to do to make sure she was there. Psalms 144 and 4. Man is like to vanity. His days are as a shadow that does what? Pass away. All that stuff you trying to get to prove something to somebody is a shadow. Don't matter. It sure don't matter if your family's jacked. Is that your testimony? You want your car to be your testimony? That car gonna get old. That's your testimony. Hey, Doc, come outside. During testimony service, y'all, I just wanna thank God. Oops, oops, I dropped, I dropped my key. My, I dropped my key. I mean, that's your testimony, the car. Jewelry, clothes, that's your testimony. And you got living, breathing humans that need to overcome deficits. But you would rather sow in material things? No wonder you can't thank God. We should never let a day go by when we fail to thank God for his everlasting mercy. We focused on all this foolishness and forgetting how merciful he is. In spite of all the sins and errors we committed, God said what? Not guilty because his son's death does what? You're not going to praise him for that? Psalms 136 and 26. Oh, give thanks unto the, oh, oh give thanks unto the God of heaven. For his mercy does what? His mercy does what? Endureth forever. This is blessing me. Last one. Psalms 35 and 18. I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Listen, y'all. This is important. God's plan has always been for a collective body of believers to come together and praise him. That's always been his plan. God knew the digital age was coming. He knew the digital prophets and the digital preachers were coming. He knew the folks that could get on the internet and and pretend that there's something that they're not. He knew that day was coming. They could cover a multitude of foolishness online because you can pretty much upload the pictures you want to upload and be who you want to be online. He knew that day was coming, but that's not what he wants for his body. He said, I mean, he wants a collective body of believers to come together and praise him. Psalms was about David's individual praise, but just as many times he spoke of the congregation giving him praise. This is why the enemy is trying to end the idea of church. Because the unified praise of God's people pleases him. Psalms 107 and 32. Let, him, let them exalt him also where? In the congregation of the people. 
and praise him where? Individual praise is important. But it cannot match the spiritual energy of a crowd that worships and praises God together. When you go to a game, you watch a game on TV, you in there throwing stuff, going crazy or whatever, but it ain't the same. It's not the same as you being at the game. You at the game, it just crunk. Do they still say that? Lit, crunk, something. Something these young folks say. It just, I mean, it's, but there's something. Right? You be looking around doing something, everybody start yelling, you just about, yeah! What happened? What happened? Dude, you just yell like you saw it. Well, I mean, everybody was yelling. Because the energy, the spiritual energy. So just imagine all of the people in a unified body yelling praise and worship to the most high God how that makes him feel you know there's a such thing as home field advantage right home field advantage when you when, when you in a sport and you at home and you hear your crowd you love it crowd can be loud you don't even have to hear your own plays but you can hear that crowd and get charged up Yes, energy. This mimics the angelic host worship in the heavenlies. Why did God even have that in heaven? He must like a congregation worshiping him. Yeah. But it's even more powerful with us because of our what? Oh, I have to go old school. We have a song that the angels can't sing. Yeah, yeah, we can sing things that the angels can't sing. They weren't redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. They didn't overcome by the words of their testimony. Revelations 5 and 9. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For through, for thou, I, I can't see this screen. I'm tired of fronting. It's a new computer. I don't know how to brighten it. I'm just sitting here. I'm struggling. Okay, let, let me go over here. I'm just, and the, and the, and, and, just, I'm quenching the spirit. Just, the Lord is like, will you stop? Either speak for me or quit. I got it now. And they sung, uh, uh, Revelations 5 and 9, and they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy what? Blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and what? The angels. This is not their testimony. This happened to us. So the song we sing. It's better than their song. We must always give thanks to God and our voices and praise him uh, with our voices and praise him with the what? Fruit of our lips. When we are among the people, we should all offer what? Thanksgiving in the spirit of unity in the faith. Hebrews 13 and 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. How? Continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks, where? To his name. Summary! Oh, I hope y'all enjoyed this message. (laughs) Giving thanks and praise to him for what we have. And all that he has done for us keeps us grounded in the faith and content with where we are. Being ungrateful, selfishly ambitious, and self-will erases his power from our lives and forces us to use our own power to get what we want. 
This is what's happening, y'all. This is happening, especially in the body of Christ. People are using their own power to lift themselves up above people. Dangerous place to be in. But giving him honor and accepting what he allows gives us a place in him that is what? Sure. Offering up thanksgiving and praise with like-minded believers brings balance and manifold blessings to our lives. We should stop focusing on what we want him to do and thank him for what he has already done. Amen. Psalms 111 and 1. Praise you the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are what? Great. Sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and what? Glorious. And his righteousness does what? Endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be what? Remember, the Lord is gracious and full of what? Full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful. He will never forget his covenant with us. Amen? Everyone stand to your feet. Look at somebody and say, God is good. God is good and he's worthy. He's worthy of our praise. But the enemy wants to stop your praise. The enemy wants to grab your hands when you try to lift them. He wants you to think about bad, negative things to interrupt you offering God's praise, offering God praise, because he knows God wants the praise. Not only does God want the praise, your individual praise, he wants the collective praise of the congregation. That matters to him. Wouldn't have ever set the church up if it wasn't important to him. There is no scripture that says the church age shall end. And the digital age is the new awakening of that. It's all a look at somebody say it's a setup. It's all a setup to pull you out of the collective worship. Or should I say pluck you out? Because God knows if two or three are gathered and he's in the midst, just imagine a number like this. The power that's in here. The energy that's in here. The anointing that is in here. I'm telling you, I felt it the other day. Like never before in this place. And God assured me that he's with us. So, you know, I, I ain't worried about no human beings. Humans? Humans. Humans? Humans? God's power. That's it. So all of us coming together and offering up a worship, offering up a praise, lifting our hands, giving him glory, giving him honor. Y'all don't think that accounts for something? The Bible said he inclines himself to come down and inclines his ear and hear and begins to answer the needs without you even asking. Anybody need something? You don't have to ask for it. Just lift your hands up. Everyone lift your hands up. Go on, PJ. Where you at? Everyone lift your hands up right now. Lift your hands up. We're going to give God a thanksgiving praise. It's not just about turkey and dressing and food and fellowship. and <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> Somebody like, I wish you would hurry up. <laughs> but lift your hands up. I mean, you know... <laughs> keeping the main thing the main thing means the reason you came here has to stay the reason you came here I'm going to keep the main thing the main thing and you know what the main thing is worship and honor to the Lord period so lift your hands up eyes closed and with your mouth the fruit of your lips begin to give God praise thank him thanksgiving thank you Lord Everyone in here, close your eyes, security. I don't care. You give him praise too. Everyone, everyone, he's worthy of it. He's worthy of it. Look at where you are now compared to where you started. 
You went through a situation so impossible. It was impossible. You said it's impossible. You wanted to die. You wanted to end your life. Look at you now with your hands lifted up. It's behind you. He did it. He did it. He gave it to you. He solved it. He worked it out. You called on his name. You cried out to him. And he did it. He honored it. He loved you through it. He did not throw you away. You thought you had gone too far. Too far. He still was there. Brought you back. He deserves the praise. He deserves the praise. He deserves the praise. The fruit of your lips, the fruit of your heart, he deserves it. Offer it to him now. The sacrifice of praise. Come on, offer it to him. God, you are worthy. 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 Not only did I feel given up on, I gave up on myself. But you spoke to my heart and you said, no. I didn't say that. He's worthy to be praised. Praise of thanksgiving. Offer it to him. Hallelujah. 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 Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Hallelujah. He brought you over great trials and tribulations. But the best part is, he's not done yet. The story is still being written. He's not finished. He's not completed it. He will complete it. Hallelujah. 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 Now just put your hands together and let's praise him. He's worthy. He's worthy. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.